Hi, this is Netta. Hey, we are at the very last chapter of Acts. If you have been going along in this series, we are now at the 28th chapter, the very last chapter of Acts. Now, Paul is on his way to Rome, remember? Because he had appealed to Caesar, basically to get away from the people who wanted to kill him. And knowing that all along the way, God is going to give him opportunity to talk to people. So in chapter 28, remember there was the horrible storm and now they're shipwrecked. Now they were saved. They all landed safely onto the island of Malta. And it says at verse two, the people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built us a fire on the shore to welcome us. Now, Paul was gathering an armful of sticks and laying them in the fire and a poisonous snake driven out by the heat of the fire bit his hand right there. I just would have been on the floor. Like even if it wasn't poisonous, if a snake bites me, I'm probably going to pass out or die. (laughs) I absolutely hate snakes. And so the people of the island were like, oh, because, you know, they knew that there were prisoners on that ship, I'm sure. And they go, oh, so he must be like a murderer or something because the sea couldn't kill him. But now a snake is going to get him. And so they're all eyeballing him at a distance, I'm sure, waiting for him to just drop dead. And he doesn't. And after a while, they're like, oh, my goodness, he must be a god. But really, it gave him an opportunity. It gave him a voice. So the leader, the chief official of that island um, welcomed them and was really nice to them now at this point. So now they're like, ooh, you know, these are amazing people. But this official's dad was really, really sick. And so Paul had the opportunity because of the whole crazy snake bite and everything to go and pray for his dad and his dad was completely healed. Well, so then what happens? Tons more people who are sick and needing healed come and Jesus heals them through Paul. So in verse 10, it says, as a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, the people supplied us with everything we needed for the trip. Okay, let's just stop. Let's just stop right here. Now, unbelievers provided for his their needs. Did you notice that? Like the island of Malta, when they arrived there, it's not like, oh, the Christians ran out and built a fire and supplied their needs until they could sail again, which is actually a pretty long time later. Um, they, they were unbelievers. They were not Christians. You know, God can use anybody to take care of us. And I know that over the years, there are times where we have had, and I've mentioned this before, but like somebody that didn't know Jesus yet, like truly, truly bless us, like blew our minds, blessed us many times. And, and it almost felt like, I mean, it was kind of unnerving because you're like, wait, I'm supposed to be taking care of you. I'm supposed to bless you because I have Jesus. So I'm supposed to be the one giving to you. And yet here was this person that did not have a walk with Jesus and they were blessing us. And, and yet that was God's provision. And we've seen even the act of one person, something amazing that he shared with us literally to this day is having ripple effects of goodness because of what he did, but God used him. Now here's the thing. So the people of the island bless Paul and his sailing companions, but in return, what happens? Well, they find healing in Jesus. And you know, Paul can't do anything without talking about Jesus. So you know, he's giving God props all along, all along, all along. He's not taking the glory for himself.
So I have just such a simple point today, and that is blessing is a two-way street. Some of you, you find great joy because you're givers, but you also might find your identity in that. Like, oh, I'm a giver. I'm a helper. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. And you don't receive help very well from believers or unbelievers. And yet God can use anybody. Don't look a blessing in the eye and then walk away. Allow God to take care of you. But there's always a two-way street. If he's sending someone to bless you, you're also going to be a blessing to them. It's always a two-way street. And it's not limited to what we think it should be or who should be allowed to help us. It's a very humbling thing sometimes when somebody blesses us. I've had people... um, in different places where we've lived that had very, very, very little as far as monetary possessions and income. And they were so thoughtful and so kind and so generous. And they like gave me these crazy, amazing gifts. And, and I literally, I wanted to return them and give them the money back because I'm thinking they don't have money for this. And yet they were they were doing something out of obedience to God, I guess. And it was this massive, huge encouragement to me that blessed me for months afterwards. And yet when I look back, I think, well, I'm pretty sure I can see where they too received something in return. So it's humbling. Friends, we have to be willing. You know how it says like God gives us things and we have to hold it with an open hand, meaning we could give it away at any point. But sometimes when we're giving things away, that open hand is also out there because God wants to put stuff or people or encouragement or opportunities in that hand. And if we're only saying, oh, no, 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 I'm the giver, we might really miss out on an opportunity that God's wanting to put in our hands. Now, I want to just finish up by saying Paul gets to Rome and he's allowed to live like in an apartment, basically. He's not in prison, even though he has a guard in his apartment. And Paul continually will talk to anybody who will come see him. It says he talks to anybody um, who would have him, basically. And he talks about the laws of Moses and how the prophecies were fulfilled. And he just talks on and on and on about Jesus. It says in the very end, he welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and preaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. Now that's all we know about Paul from the Bible. There's Christian tradition that tells us other things, um, and he was eventually martyred according to um, history and and Christian tradition, things that have been passed down. But this is the last thing that it says about Paul. What an amazing guy. He literally is kind of in lockdown. <laughs> he didn't have any anything around his ankle, <laughs> but he's on house arrest, kind of. And yet he just continually uses it to bless people. And people provided for his needs there. He couldn't work a job to have this apartment. It's a very two-way street. So I guess I'm asking you, look at what God is wanting you to let go of. Hold that hand out and openly give. Give of yourself, your times, talents, energies, whatever he wants you to give. But while that hand is open, also know that he is going to give things back to you through some very unexpected sources. And friend, I have another note, a final note about Acts. A couple final notes. (laughs) Um, First of all, if you 
don't have a continue a consistent reading plan, you're not reading God's word regularly, I'm just going to encourage you, maybe go back, start this series over. And each day, read on your own the chapter, a chapter of Acts, write down one thing that sticks out in your head, and then listen to the podcast that coincides with that chapter. But see what God tells you. And every time you open God's word, first start with Jesus, what do you want to say to me? Because God's word is living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And then also, you know that all the other books of the Bible that Paul wrote in the New Testament, all the other epistles, they all fit into the timeline that we just went through in Acts. When he visited this church or that church or he went on this trip or that trip, he's meeting all these people and churches and situations that he then writes letters to later. So all these books following Acts, almost all of them, fit into this timeline. (coughs) Excuse me, because Acts is considered a book of history, right? It's the stories, and then the epistles are the letters that he wrote. So just a little info if you did not know that. But my friend, get a consistent thing to read God's word. Don't randomly open it and pick a verse. God can speak through anything. But I think our diligence of looking at the big picture gives us some really amazing insight. And live with your hand open, open to giving and open to receiving and not putting limits on who God can use to bless you or who he can ask you to bless. Congratulations. We made it through the end of Acts. And that is just a little piece of my heart.